glad to be up here and take this thing off. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure, Ryan, if, if I need this mic on for the audio or not. Uh, yeah. Okay. No, I'm good. Well, wow. That's hot. I was, uh, I, I, uh, I'm Pastor Matt Wheelock. I'm the administrative pastor uh, for our three churches, uh, in Ocala, Seabury, uh, and in Lakeland. I have not like, really met most of you. And just, uh, it was, it's, it's fun to watch God orchestrate everything. I was already scheduled to be up here this week uh, anyway, uh, and to be able to, to uh, help Pastor Michael in a time when they're struggling pretty, pretty hard. And so it's just good. I'm honored to be able to serve the Lord. So, uh, anybody, uh, anybody else like weirded out by the whole 2020? <laughs> like I'm just, I'm done. <laughs> like I, I, I think I'm just, I'm over it. Uh, and for those that. That don't know. I, uh, I I don't I don't really like uh, I don't really like saying it because I feel like I have a big C on my chest. But I had COVID a couple of weeks ago. I'm no longer contagious. Just to make sure everybody's. <laughs> uh, but uh, it uh, it's it's a, it's a str- it's, it's strange. Like it's like you feel like if you say that everybody's weirded out automatically. You know, it's like should we even be in this place? I, uh, I will attest that you actually can live from it after. It's, it is possible. So this morning we're going to be in Luke chapter 12, right, Max? Verse 35 through 59. We're going to be continuing a, uh, a series that, that all of our campuses are, are in, uh, entitled Living with the End in Mind. Uh, the end. It's just, it's fun to watch God orchestrate, like, a small body of believers here in Ocala having to reel with, like, what that looks like in reality for just a small family member. Like, like we really can, we can really start seeing how that impacts our, our personal life and uh, to be able to roll that out. Isn't it a, a tad strange that, that from conception... Uh, and being born into the world, we are in a constant state of deterioration. That's, a, that's encouraging. <laughs> Yet for many people, thinking uh, about the end seems like a, a pretty hard pill to swallow. I'm grateful that as a family we get to, to go through a series like this, and uh, it forces us to, to contemplate living with the end in mind. Uh, for every beginning, there is an end. And Jesus has some, some, uh, some pretty clear expectations for his children uh, that is in his word. So let's read together uh, Luke chapter 12, verses 35 through 59, if you have your Bible or your phone or whatever. It says, stay dressed for action and keep your lamps burning and be like men who are waiting for their master to come home from the wedding feast so that they may open the door to him at once when he comes and knocks. 
Blessed are those servants whom the master finds awake when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will dress himself for service, and have them recline at table, and he will come and serve them. If he comes in the second watch or in the third, and finds them awake, blessed are those servants. But know this, that if the master of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have left his house to be broken into. You also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us, uh, for us or for all? And the Lord said, Who then is a faithful and wise manager, whom his master will set over his household, to give them their portion of food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming and begins to beat the male and female servants and to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and in an hour he does not know and he will cut him in pieces and put him with the unfaithful. And that servant who knew his master's will but did not get ready or act according to his will will receive a severe beating of the one who did not know and did what uh, deserved a beating will receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much was given of him, much will be required. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand more. I came to cast fire on the earth, and with that it's already kindled. I have baptized, baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on, in one house, there will be five divided, three against two, two against three. They will be divided father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once, a shower is coming, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be a scorching heat, and that happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? And why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? As you go with your accuser before the magistrate, make an effort to settle with him on the way, lest he drag you to the judge, and, judge, and the judge hand you over to the officer, and the officer put you in prison. I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the very last Penny. Now, does that seem like a lot of like hodgepodge of little <laughs> little snippets of truth, right? It's these little stories that Jesus like just throws out there one right after uh, another. And so I hope that this morning we can sort of make sense of it all. Uh, the, the main principle that I, I want to relay, if you hear nothing else this morning, is living with the end in mind should prompt us to to learn and to know truth, right? So on the contrary, believers aren't expected to live in a world where ignorance is bliss. Like, you have an expectation to learn and to know truth. How are you going to do that? I'm going to say the first step in knowing and learning truth is to maybe open up God's Word, right? So that's, that's step number one. So this morning, as we sort of break all of those things, all those little snippets that Jesus 
went through on those stories, I want to boil it down to five truths, five truths for living with the end in mind. And with each one of these comes a, a prompting uh, for us personally to learn and to know truth, but it comes with, with an expectation to, 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 to share the, 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 the truth and the, the beauty of the gospel to those that we interact with on a regular basis. This series has prompted in my own life this necessity, like I love sharing the gospel, but it's really, it's pushed me with all the relationships that I've been building over a long period of time to actually pull the trigger on actually sharing the gospel uh, in, in, in a very clear presentation. Um, so, the first, alright, so, the first truth uh, that we can find there in verses 35 through 40, uh, is to get ready, alright? So the first truth, living with the end in mind, is to get ready. In these verses, I, I want to highlight a couple of things that Jesus said. First, he says, stay dressed for action and keep your lamps burning. Uh, and the second thing that he said was, you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you expect. No, he's coming at an hour you don't expect. And I, I hate to break it to you, but... You, you don't have forever. Uh, that's a truth, right? You don't have forever. My grandfather's favorite verses uh, were found in, in John chapter 14. Pretty familiar verses, but John chapter 14, 1 through 6 says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I go to prepare a place for you. Those are encouraging words, right? Like, Jesus is preparing a place for us. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said, these are, these are huge verses, or this is a huge verse. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I'm sure we can all find extreme comfort in the fact that our Savior is going to prepare a place for us. And although He's currently doing so, there's going to come a point when, when it's done. It's, it's over. The question is, are we looking for Him? Are we so caught up in the, in the here and now uh, and that we're, we're not even paying attention? Uh, it, anybody, like, when you're going through, like, when chaos seems to be ensuing, is it hard to focus, right? And I think that that's what 2020 is. Don't get lost in all of the chaos. Focus and be intentional with what the Lord would have for you. Our minds can, can seemingly get lost in the clutter of the earth, that our minds aren't focused on things that are above. Colossians 3 says, set your mind on what? Things above, not on things that are on the earth. And believers, I, I believe that we, we need to get ready. We're running out of time to tell our loved ones about the hope that is found in Jesus Christ. To get ready, we need to learn and to know truth. What are we, here's the question, what are we looking forward to? What should be captivating all of my time and my energy? Who should I be connecting with? 
These answers are found in God's Word, and, and He'll be faithful in making sure that, that we're on the right track. And so that truth is, get ready. The second truth that we can find in verses 41 through 48 is, live for Him. Jesus asked, who then is the faithful and wise manager? His response is, blessed is that servant whom his master will find doing when he comes. Sitting idle isn't an option or shouldn't be an option for a child of God. An expectation that, that Jesus has for his children is actual participation. Right? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find doing when he comes. As living with the end in mind should, should prompt us to, to learn and to know truth. The, the truth is, life isn't about me. Life isn't about you. But how often do we make it about us? And I totally get the struggle that we all face and when it comes to selfishness and, and being self-absorbed, but the reality is, for believers, there should be no room for self. We owe our lives to our Savior and our Master. Get this, we were all on a trajectory for death and for hell and eternal separation from God. From conception, from your birth, you were on a trajectory for death and separation from God, but God. But Ephesians 2, 1 through 10 says, and again, these are encouraging verses, and you were dead in the trespasses and sin in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out all the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And it is not your own doing. It is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Not a result of works that no one may boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before him that we should walk in them. That truth just jumps out of those verses to live for him. I mean, when I start evaluating all that Jesus has done for me, learning and knowing the truth should, should prompt me to live for him how he would have me live for him. If your master were to come here on the scene this morning, would he find you doing for him or for you? I hate to, I hate to say it, I'll be the first one in line. Way too often, I'm 
I, 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 would, I would get caught living for me. I'm, I'm maybe I'm the only one in the room who will confess before you. Right? Too I got often, you, brother. Too, yeah, too often we, we get caught up living for ourselves. The third truth is, is found in uh, verses 49 through 53, and it's the choose sides wisely. Uh, we all understand competition and sports and everything else, like choose your team wisely or choose sides wisely. We begin to see Jesus asking a, a pretty heavy-hitting question here. Do you, he says, do you think I have come to give peace on earth? He says, no, I tell you, but rather division. Reiterating that verse again, in John 14, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except for me. The reality, is, the, the reality is that many people take issue with Jesus being so unwavering in his view of who has access to the Heavenly Father. People want to believe that there are many ways to heaven. Live a, live a good life, right? Follow another God who condones goodness. Like we, can, we can all like earn this, this way to heaven. This is, the, this is the world's thinking. Or there isn't even a God, so it doesn't even matter. But the reality is Jesus says, and it's not going to be popular. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There is no other way to the Father. There is, there is no other truth. There is, there is no life without Jesus. So living with the end in mind should prompt us to, to learn and to know truth that Jesus is the answer. I mean, it, it's a choice we're all going to have to make at some point. And I hope that we have a sense that the, that the end is actually drawing near. And there is no day like today to accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. There's no day like today to be able to share the hope found in Jesus Christ with our family, with our friends, with our neighbors, our co-workers. Like this, there's no day like today. Jesus is the way to eternal life. Jesus is the only truth necessary. With Jesus and then through Jesus, life is given when death is what is deserved. There's no better choice than Jesus. Amen? Amen. The fourth truth uh, that we can find in verses 40, or 54 through 56, the uh, truth is better, uh, to, to be better aware. Do, do better. Like be, be more aware of what's going on. I mean, anytime Jesus hits you with, you hypocrite, <laughs> you, you've got to start paying attention. He says, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? As each day passes, we have to start feeling this, this sense of, uh, it's, it's about done. And I don't know about you, but 2020, I'm like, please, Lord, let it just be done, man. We have to be aware of and learn and know truths found in passages like 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Uh, and it's one of those things like we have something to look forward to, right? We're all living our life. What's the next step? It's this thing called rapture, right? So in, in, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 through 18, it says, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers. We don't want you to be uninformed. 
about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the cry of, of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. I, I wanted to read those voices or those verses because it's, it's one of those things that we as believers, we're going through life, we're, 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 we're doing ministry, and we're serving the Lord, and there's something that we're looking forward to. It's found in God's Word. The thing that we're, we're looking forward to is that trumpet sounding, and we get to meet the Lord in the air. And from that point on, as believers, from that point on, wherever Jesus is, we're going to be with Him. That's something to look forward to, amen? Amen. Like, it says, therefore, encourage one another with these words. Those words are very encouraging. Even in the first century, they had the, the feeling that the end was near. Paul had to encourage these, these believers in Thessaloniki that they hadn't missed the rapture. These, these were first century believers who were like, did we miss something? <laughs> like, are we in the tribulation now? Like, what's going on? And Paul encourages them that you didn't miss anything. So believer in the 21st century, right, you haven't missed the rapture either. But believe me, I believe it is coming very soon. And it should prompt a certain level of awareness and desire to be grounded in the truth. The fifth uh, and, and final truth that we can find in these verses, in verses 57 through 59, is to be proactive. Man, the, the, the messes that we could keep ourselves from if we would just heed this truth. Be proactive. He says, as you go with your accuser before the magistrate, make an effort to settle with him on the way. What do we need to get over most of the time when it comes to confliction with someone else? What do we need to get over most of the time when we're in conflict with someone else? Ourselves. Right. Right? Like us? Like me? Like we need to get over ourselves? Right? We can save so much time and energy if we simply get over ourselves and be other people-centered. That's the gospel, right? That was what Jesus did for us. Philippians chapter 2 says he emptied himself and became this, the, the form of a man who died on a cross, even death on a cross for me. So those are the, the five truths as we read through all those little snippets of things that Jesus had to, had to say there in Luke chapter 12. Those are the five truths. Get ready. Live for him. Choose sides wisely. Be better aware. And be proactive. Will you pray with me? Lord, help us. Help us to be aware that our time on earth isn't infinite. Help us to, to gain a sense of expectation, but also prompt us to be busy 
doing your work. Make us aware of, of, of the things that we need to be aware of. Make us aware of the people in which you have placed in our life that need to hear truth. Lord, I pray that you give every person, whether here or online, I pray for every person to, to as they come into contact with people and loved ones, that these, these truths prompts them and, and gives them the boldness to be able to proclaim the power of your word. To be able to share how Jesus changed my life, changed their life, and Jesus can change other people's lives as well. Lord, make the gospel clear in our lives. Make the gospel clear as we present it. Lord, just prompt us to be able to encourage one another. Lord, again, I, I lift up my, my brothers and sisters to the Lock Stanford family, Lord, and I, I pray that even in these times, that they use this to proclaim your word. That they use this time and the different people that they're interacting with to tell of a Savior that Bernie loved. To be able to proclaim that you give hope to the hopeless. And you give life to the dying. Lord, we love you this morning. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.